We teach our children the difference between fantasy and reality to keep them safe. And so it's not surprising the ability to distinguish between fact and fantasy is an essential survival skill. So we help our children learn the difference and we help them develop critical thinking skills to evaluate the facts. Welcome everybody to Conversations That Matter. I'm your host, Alex Newman, Senior Editor at The New American Magazine. Thank you for joining us today. Our guest today, a very special guest, her name is Linda Goodsmith. Uh, She is the devoted wife of Rob. They are parents of four children, grandparents of four and counting. Uh, Her and her husband actually operated a girls' clothing store in Michigan for 40 years before retiring to uh, my beautiful and amazing and relatively free state of Florida. Um, (laughs) She's a graduate of the University of Michigan in Ann Arbor. She has a lifelong commitment to learning. She's an avid uh, reader and observer of life. She's written a number of excellent books, including Dear America, Who's Driving the Bus? Also, uh, the book of Humanitarian Hoaxes, Killing America with Kindness. Uh, We've had her on to discuss those in the past. Uh, She's got a a wonderful website filled with excellent content, breaking down what's happening in the world today. You can find her at lindagoodsmith.com. And uh, she's got a book, uh, The Collapsing American Family, From Bonding to Bondage. Uh, It's a trilogy of insightful books connecting the philosophical, political, and psychological dots of the globalist war on America uh, and, of course, our individual and national sovereignty. Um, she's got a new book coming out soon. That's uh, why I wanted to bring her on to, to break this down. It's so critical what she's talking about. The new book is going to be called, it's not out yet, but it will be. Uh, it's called Space is No Longer the Final Frontier, Reality Is. Linda, welcome to the program. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, so you say that the education system is a critical part of this uh, shift Uh, basically turning our children away from America, away from their families and toward uh, the embracing of globalism. Uh, Talk about that process. Why are they doing it? How are they doing it? Well, Alex, we are a world at war, whether people acknowledge it or not. And it is globalism versus the nation state. And the globalist war on the nation state, it's a culture war that's fought without bullets, that targets the nation's children because children are the future of every society on earth. And the classroom is globalism's chosen battlefield because whoever controls the educational curriculum controls the future. So why is that true? It's true because children learn what they live and live what they learn. And education is an industry. And like all industries, it produces a product. And the goal of America's enemies is to produce an unaware, compliant citizenry for the planned globalist unistate. And the war on America's children, it's both informational and psychological warfare. And that's what we're gonna talk about today. That the globalist social engineers are skilled strategists, Alex, and they are busy applying wartime strategies to change the hearts and minds of America's children. And the strategic goals are to replace parental authority with government authority and to move society from objective reality to subjective reality. And I wanna be very clear about the meaning of those two terms. Objective reality 
is the adult world of facts. Subjective reality is the childish world of feelings. So in subjective reality, little Johnny may be convinced he's a bird who can fly. But in objective reality, if Johnny jumps off a tall building, he will fall to his death because gravity is a fact of life in objective reality, regardless of Johnny's feelings. So interfering with a child's developing ability to reality test is a staggering and a monstrous deceit and abuse of power. Now, recently you, re you interviewed a friend of mine, Deborah DeGroff, and she wrote a stunning book titled Between the Covers, What's Inside a Children's Book? And what her extraordinary research did was it focused on not just the content, but the reading levels, and it exposed an unbelievable deceit and truth of the illiteracy in America today. And you see, people have to put everything in a historical context. So in the past, when children were told everybody, every student is a butterfly, the children knew it wasn't true because they could see with their own eyes that some kids were really smart and others were not so smart, no matter what the teacher said. And at that time, children were still learning to read with phonics. It was a time before sight words and whole word instruction became ubiquitous and well before high-low reading even existed. And I gotta tell you, Alex, I'd never even heard of high-low reading before reading Deborah's book. So basically, instead of teaching children to actually read with phonics, a deceitful system was developed to adapt to the alarmingly low reading levels across the country. So high-low is a reference to the fact that the content is considered upper grade, like high school interest level. But the actual reading level is lower grade, Sometimes it's a second or third grade reading level. Now, when I learned that, I couldn't, I couldn't believe it. It was so shocking to me because instead of improving reading skills by actually teaching phonics, the education industry dumped down the books and embraced high-low reading. So basically, they moved the goalpost and disingenuously marketed high-low in glowing, fanciful terms as an attempt to encourage reluctant readers. So in her book, Deborah quotes this guy, Andrew Wooldridge. He's from Orca Book Publishers, okay? It's one of the largest suppliers of high-low books. So I'm gonna read this, it's only a sentence. This is what uh, Mr. Wooldridge had to say. We don't use the term high-low because it has a bad connotation. We call the books fiction for reluctant readers or struggling readers. Now, in reality, high-low reading is a system that presents great literature as summaries like cliff notes or even comic books, deceitfully labeled graphic novels. So, I mean, think about this. Students today who are functionally illiterate because they never learned to read with phonics are offered summaries and comic book versions to read instead of the original text. So for me, the horror of high-low goes far beyond the deliberate illiteracy that it supports. The most devastating effect 
is that students actually believe they are all butterflies now. The students are living in subjective reality, in the world of feelings, not the world of facts. So you see, this is a very, very big deal. Moving the goalpost and changing the names of things does not change the objective reality of that thing, but it can change the hearts and minds of individuals responding to that thing. It changes their feelings about the thing. So telling, telling children they're all butterflies doesn't change the fact that some students are really smart, some are not, some can read and some cannot, but it can change the children's response, which means that in subjective reality, it no longer matters whether you can read or not whether you're reading a classic text or a comic book. In subjective reality, literacy and illiteracy are equivalent. And that just, it just makes my head explode because it is such a monstrous abuse of power what's happening in the education industry. So the American educational industry. Uh, Linda, here, hold on one sec. We're going to go to a break real quick. And then when we get okay. back on the other side, we'll uh, we'll pick back up on this. Uh, folks, stay with us. We're going to be right back after these quick messages. We'll be right back with Linda Goodsmith. Stay tuned. All right, parents, listen up. We've all seen the countless examples of how radical, radical leftists have been destroying American schools. It's no longer just about the terrible math and reading levels. Now, radical left teachers birthed from liberal universities are forcing gender indoctrination in, in kindergarten. They're teaching lessons on white guilt. Freedom Project Academy has perfected live on online learning over the course of a decade. I get a ton of great feedback about this program, a ton. They're built on Judeo-Christian values, a classical curriculum. What does that mean? It means they're taught, your children are taught, taught the way that the founding generations of the country. My own son Noah did Freedom Project Academy for uh, several years uh, when he was younger. The more we tell our friends about these things, the more people will get on board. And I, and I believe that we can be the catalyst to some real change. We must save the West. Our way of life and our culture is under attack. And because of patriots like you and your project, I have optimism for the future. Welcome back, everybody. Alex Newman here. Conversations that matter for the New American Magazine. Our guest is Linda Goodsmith. Before we went to break, she was talking about the globalist war on our children, how they're being taught to reject reality. They're being programmed to not even be able to distinguish between uh, reality and uh, just fraud, uh, subjective reality and objective reality. Um, Linda, uh, dig into a little deeper, if you would, uh, how the education system is doing this, how the books are doing this, how the, the deliberate dumbing down process is helping to prepare our children for this uh, globalist, uh, post-American, post-family, post-liberty future. Exactly. Well, what's happening is the American educational industry has replaced meritocracy with educational indoctrination. And it facilitates the deliberate dumbing down of our kids through destructive sight word instruction and fraudulent high-low reading. Now, the, this is the, that's the informational part. The industry's informational warfare is facilitated by its psychological warfare because parents and students, they actually believe the student has read Moby Dick, not the dumbed-down comic book book version. And that is the essence of my new book, Space is No Longer the Final Frontier, Reality Is. You see, woke parents and students 
living in subjective reality where comic books and summaries are accepted as great literature, in, in objective reality, there's no equivalence. Original works of literature are never substituted for comic books or summaries, and they are never deceitfully presented as equivalent. And so, okay, why is this so important? Because in a free society of ordered liberty, in a constitutional republic, it can only exist if there's agreement on what is real. And you see, the ideological moorings of ordered liberty require agreement on what is real. And this is no small thing. Language is based on agreement of what is real. Laws are based on agreement of what is real. Without agreement on what is real, there's no social order. There's only social chaos. Civil society and the laws that govern it are based on the acceptance of objective reality by its citizens. And I'm sure you remember um, Senator Patrick Moynihan, who famously remarked, everyone is entitled to his own opinion, but not his own facts. And what Moynihan is saying is that opinions are based on the subjective reality of feelings. Facts are based on the objective reality of actuality. Feelings are not facts. So now feelings are the foundations of belief. So Johnny's feelings that he is a bird that can fly cannot compete with the fact that Johnny is a human being who can't fly. So, I mean, think about this. The safety lessons we teach our children are rooted in the acceptance of objective reality. Don't touch a hot stove. Don't run in the street. Don't jump out a window. We teach our children the difference between fantasy and reality to keep them safe. And so it's not surprising the ability to distinguish between fact and fantasy is an essential survival skill. So we help our children learn the difference and we help them develop critical thinking skills to evaluate the facts. Now, in the past, the measure of an individual's mental health was how in touch that individual was with objective reality. So let's consider for a minute what would happen if there was a movement that deliberately rejected the teaching of objective reality and taught subjective reality instead. So what's the purpose of driving a society insane? Critical thinking is the analysis of facts to form a judgment and is the foundation of rational thought. Okay, critical thinking is necessarily judgy because one must evaluate the facts in objective reality to form a judgment. So judgment is judgy. Now, critical thinking is required in an adult society. And the insistence upon objective reality is what made America the greatest, freest, most powerful country on earth. And also what made us undefeatable in World War II. And you know, I always put everything in its historical context. So here's the problem. At the end of the war, America's enemies did not go quietly into the night. They reconstituted themselves to fight another day in another way. So what they do? They put down their guns, they picked up their books, and they studied the psychology of the human mind. And they decided to exploit the existence of the unconscious, and they took aim at American children, at America's future. 
our enemies decided that to, to, to bring America down psychologically by interfering with children's ability to reality test. And they did it and are continuing to do it in American schools. So if Johnny believes that reading a comic book version of Moby Dick is actually reading the classic Moby Dick, then Johnny is living in subjective reality. But that's not all. Uh, Deborah DeGroff also showed us uh, that the content of children's books exposes a shocking, pervasive, inappropriate, pornographic, and confusing sexual content in books in classrooms, K through 12, but also in school libraries. So for me, Deborah's research documents how weaponized education targets children's most primary identity, Alex, their sexual identity. In every country and every society, anywhere in the world, the first words spoken when a baby are born are, it's a boy, it's a girl. The campaign to destabilize and destroy a child's sexual identity is a particularly insidious effort to destroy the child's individual identity. It is catastrophic to the child and to freedom in a society of ordered liberty. So these globalist social engineers are trying to redefine what it means to be human by attacking the biology of maleness and femaleness and insisting that gender is a choice and a child's choice yet. So globalisms, I always, say this over and over again, that globalism's war on children is a long-term, well-planned, well-funded, well-executed mass casualty campaign. And the attack on a child's sexual identity is catastrophic. Um, it is a catastrophic assault on humanity itself. So think about this, schools now, libraries, in people's homes, movies, games, churches, synagogues, transgender role models are presented as normative. But the most bizarre aspect of this particular assault on biology and objective reality is that so many parents actually believe that supporting this false, destructive, and confusing sexual narrative is compassionate. You see, here's the thing. It is my opinion that if parents actually understood this is psychological warfare, then they would be empowered to hold on to their common sense and their authority, and they would be able to protect their precious children. Parents would reject any ideology that denies objective reality because its purpose is mass destruction. And Here's another thing. People think this is something new, you know, and, and the WEF and Klaus Schwab and globalism is new. No. I mean, globalism's Bertrand Russell, the infamous British aristocrat, articulated the current globalist plan for weaponized education in 1952 in his classic book, The Impact of Science on Society. I, I have to read this to you because... People will understand what I'm saying when they listen to this particular quote. Okay, here we go. This is Bertrand Russell, 1952, talking about weaponizing education. Education should aim at destroying free will, 
so that pupils thus schooled will be incapable throughout the rest of their lives of thinking or acting otherwise than as their schoolmasters would have wished. Influences of the home are obstructive. And in order to condition students, verses set to music and repeatedly intoned are very effective. It is for future scientists to make these maxims precise and to discover exactly how much it costs per head to make children believe that snow is black. When the technique has been perfected, every government that has been in charge of education for more than one generation will be able to control its subjects securely without the need of armies or policemen. Alex, our nation's children are being groomed to become compliant, submissive wards of the managerial state where they will have no individual rights, no freedoms, and no personal or even sexual identity. They will be fodder for technocracy and transhumanism without the need of armies or policemen. So we're at the tipping point now of psychological warfare in society. Because if men and women are convinced that being a man or a woman is a choice and not a biological reality, then society has been convinced that snow is black. And if that happens, then society is no longer moored to objective reality. It has embraced the realm of subjective reality. Society will have willfully accepted insanity as its foundation precisely as Bertrand Russell and his globalist social engineers plan. Now, don't ever forget, globalism's war on the nation state is a war of attrition. I'm 75 years old. My patriot generation of grandparents is dying. My children's generation of woke millennials is transitional. It is my grandchildren's generation of propagandized surviving children that will ultimately become property of the globalist managerial state unless the globalists are stopped. So my goal has always been the transfer of information. So I wanna conclude and summarize by reiterating that space is no longer the final frontier, reality is, and that weaponized education is being used to destroy the nation from within by changing the hearts and minds of America's children. The globalist battle for supremacy is being fought in schools, inside your children's minds, for your children's minds. And the world is at war and we must, we must never forget that war is deceit and that globalist psychological warfare is deceitfully destroying your children's minds by interfering with their developing ability to reality test and by replacing um, objective reality with subjective reality. The ability to know what is real and is and always was the most basic element of mental health. And America's weaponized education industry is not teaching Johnny to read or to write. It is teaching Johnny that he is a butterfly, a bird who can fly, and a boy who can become a girl if he chooses. So take a moment to imagine a society of Johnnies, and then you will understand 
how destroying a child's ability to reality test is a weapon of mass destruction. That, that's what I have to say on the subject. Well, I appreciate it, Linda. It's uh, a lot to digest. I hope people will yeah. go back and, and listen to that again. Uh, just so much information there. Uh, before we let you go, Linda, um, give us again uh, how people can follow you. Also, I have some books here. Let me grab them that uh, are fantastic. Uh, my, my children love them. Uh, Mimi's Strategy. And it's just basically cute little stories. Uh, what to do about your imaginary friend. What to do if Lewis says you're stupid. Uh, what to do about <laughs> mean girls. Uh, just some fantastic stuff here. But uh, how can people uh, follow your work, Linda, and uh, get copies of your books? And when is your, your newest book going to be released? Well, it probably won't be released until the end of the year. It's a, it's a it's a struggle because the the information is just so difficult. It's just awful to write. <laughs> but anyway, I'm working on it and it, it it is coming out and the children's books are um available of course amazon.com, bardsandnoble.com and they really do help children learn critical thinking skills and that's why I'm so um uh proud of them. And hope people buy them. <laughs> yeah, well, they're great. I, I know my kids uh, absolutely love them. Um, thank you. And uh, you know, they're like, oh, can we please read Mimi's strategy? It's it's fantastic. Linda, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for all the work that you're doing to, to sound the alarm about these enormous threats, not just to our children but to our country. Hopefully, we will get you back on very soon. Thank you. All righty, folks. I'm Alex Newman. This is Conversations That Matter for the New American Magazine. Thanks for tuning in. Till next time. God bless you all. Sophia paused before the door. It read, Department of Biodigital Convergence. Just inside was a new world, a better world, the one of everlasting life, of no pain, of no loss, of no problem. She entered the chamber and her surroundings changed. She saw around her an infinite field of waving golden grain surmounted by cloudless blue sky. The AI voice whispered gently in her mind, Welcome to the singularity. She couldn't see it and couldn't feel it but her body had almost instantly been covered by a swarm of tiny gray multi-legged bots that melted through her clothes and into her skin. Not perceiving the nightmare, her eyes had already been consumed and the rest of her body was dissolving as the bots digested her flesh. She felt only a warmth suffusing her being. Drowsy, she drifted to sleep and her last thought was one of panic. Would she ever wake? Could a nightmare vision like this be an outcome of the much-hyped transhumanist technological singularity? Enter the world of the future as illuminated by the experience of the past in Endgame. The new book by Dennis Barrett, the publisher of The New American Magazine, and find out how the disastrous COVID pandemic response fits with the technocratic elite's thirst to create a transhumanist utopia. Get Endgame from shopjbs.org with free shipping with code ENDSHIP, E-N-D-S-H-I-P. Or get Endgame and the Great Reset Collector's Issue of the New American Magazine and get free shipping plus an additional 20% off both with code N20, E-N-D-2-0.